the Rad Do you always nap at the studio after the show? Mm -mm. But on certain days... Sorry, do you want to finish your lunch? Shut up. (laughs) On certain days where I don't have anything planned right after the show, and I don't have to pick the kids up till later, then I'm like, meh, we'll take a nap. But sometimes I watch my, you know, shit on my phone or whatever. You watch shit on your phone? Like (laughs) two girls, one cup type of thing? You look at scatology apps? No, no, I, I just, I just chill out because I'm like, it's quiet here. Nobody's going to bother me. So that's I good. Know. That's right. what I do. Cool. All right. So, uh, man, we just keep getting more emails and more shit like that, that, uh, apparently we're, we're onto something here. People I've, like what we're doing here. Yeah. You know, what's funny is, uh, I feel like it's been, I know we recorded last, last week, but for some reason, I feel like so much time has gone by since we recorded the last one. Yeah. And I don't know why. I mean, it's the same amount of time between every podcast. When I I don't know. I just feel like. It's weird because it only feel, it only takes about an hour or so to, to record. And then when we're done recording, the, all the, we have so many other things to do. So it's just like we just had a conversation and. It just kind of gets put to the back of your mind. <laughs> yeah. It's easy to forget about. Um, <clears throat> but I, I don't remember what we were talking about last week. Uh, but I know oh, that <laughs> dreaming came up um, and recurring dreams and that sort of thing. Yeah, but I and I think we've brought that up a couple times. Yeah, can't remember where I was going with that. This is the worst start to a podcast <laughs> of all time. Of all time. So how's your week going, Amanda? Uh, pretty good. You went to the Foo Fighters concert. I did. So did I. No shit. Yeah. Right on. It was amazing. Yeah. I I normally don't like when bands play over two hours, but if it's a good band, I, I could I could have watched that band play all night long into the next day. Foo Fighters are by far one of the best bands I've ever seen. Oh, live. fuck yeah. Dave Grohl is like, he's such a fucking showman. Yeah. Like that motherfucker. They played for three is hours. A rock star. No holds barred, just straight up rock star. And he is one of the coolest dudes, as far as I can tell. Because, mm-hmm. um, you know, by all accounts from interviews and people who know him, um, he's just one of the nicest guys. And you see all these, the documentary that he did, Sound City. Yes. About the recording oh, studio so good. in uh, Hollywood City. And that Sonic Highways one. That's a good one, too. Yeah, he's he's a multi-talented dude. And three hours they played nonstop. They just, they, they felt like they never stopped. <laughs> yeah. They went off and they came back out and did an encore, which I was actually, I left after they, they went off the stage. Oh, you did? The first time. Um, just because I wanted to beat the rush and I had seen enough. And three hours Friday. standing up is, is quite a bit. So. Yeah. It was. It wasn't too bad. I I think that the Golden Run Center, which is where it was at, wasn't it, is not a bad venue at all. I oh no, I love. I think it. it's polarizing because people fear change, and everybody wants the Arco Arena to be the official place for you know the official venue of Sacramento. That place is a dump. Yeah. Now that we have the Golden One Center, I'm just like, man, this is it's a really great venue, and I like all the um, you know, 
I, I, I am kind of sad that the K Street Mall got knocked down, but nobody was really going there anymore. There was nothing in there. Yeah, and then um, all the restaurants and stuff that are right there and the bars. Um, I went to, have you been to that place called Mother on K Street? I can't say I have. Well, yeah, I guess it when it's it's vegan, but and I'm not vegan by any means. Okay, I do not, but I just I wanted to check it out because I know a lot of my friends had gone there, and it's so good. Really? I got the yeah. They What'd have you this, eat? Uh, chicken fried mushroom po' boy. Wait, it's vague. It's vegan though. Yeah. How it can it be chicken fried? It, it's uh, they they use it. They fry it like you'd fry uh, chicken. So the breading, flour, uh, and egg, but they can't use egg yeah, well, for their batter. I'm not sure that everything is 100% vegan. They have different vegan things. I don't know if that is completely vegan, hmm. but they have other other stuff. Um, um, like vegan is just no animals, right? It's not yeah, like so. they can have grains and, and that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously. Like, what else would you eat? <laughs> yeah. Dirt. Um, but I had that in the breast, um, like, you know, Brussels sprouts, mm. however they made them. I love Brussels um, sprouts. And my friend had the nut burger with a <laughs> egg on top. I've had a nut burger before. <laughs> Have you ever had a nut burger? <laughs> yeah. What the fuck? Wait, hold on. So is it like the, the patty is is almost like just all nuts? Oh, no, no, no. How is Have it a you nut never had burger? A, have you never had a nut burger? I've never heard of a nut burger. Oh, oh my gosh. Uh, the Tower Cafe has a really good one that I get all the time when I go there. It's um so... The patty is, I don't know everything that's in there, but there are like nuts and different stuff. So the the patty is, has the nuts in there. So is it like a veggie burger, but primarily nuts? And is it mixed nuts <laughs> or like, I, this is, this just sounds awful. I don't, I don't know exactly how they Wouldn't make it. it just it's be, good though. Is, isn't that just like another form of a peanut butter sandwich? No. Because it's nuts between bread. They mix it with other bullshit that makes it taste good. I don't know. Well, I don't even want to bother <laughs> Googling no, it. Don't. I, I, no. But if it ever ends up at a restaurant that I'm at, I might try it. Yeah, it was good. Um, but yeah, so just <sighs> the Golden One Center with all that, all Excuse the stuff me. around there and um, the bars. And it's, I it's mean, happening. It's pretty, pretty yeah. cool. And they're doing a lot of construction around there. And mm-hmm. uh, it's all gentrifying as most everything is these <laughs> yeah. days. Um, the the prices for the tickets are pretty crazy, they, and that's one thing that I have noticed. It's, it's not for Kings games because they can't get enough people to go to a Kings game right now. Right, um, but c- concerts are ridiculous. A couple hundred yeah. dollars just for decent seats, not good seats, but yeah. De- and that I think that's everywhere though. I think now it's just getting to the point where things are just so expensive that you either get a deal on Groupon or. You're going to have to buy the, the, the tickets off those scalper sites to try to get a deal. But even then, the scalper websites aren't even giving you any good deals. So. Yeah, it is it is it is ridiculous. It's one of the perks of being in radio. That you can actually get in the door. At least just get in the door to see the show. I, I honestly, it didn't matter where you were, especially at Golden One Center. They, The Foo Fighters, at least, put on a show for the entire stadium. He, mm-hmm. Dave Grohl made it feel like he was performing for just a couple of like 20 of his closest friends, Mm -hmm. but a couple thousand people in there. And it it just felt like one of the most intimate shows, but dude, he played the the Foo Fighters played for Wembley stadium sold out. 
I don't know if it was multiple nights, but there is one concert DVD out there of them playing Wembley Stadium, and it looks like it feels the same way where it's just is him playing for uh, tens of thousands of people, but it's like a small crowd. Yeah. It's just that, that kind of crowd control that a band can have. Um, I fucking love it. Yeah. That was a great, great highlight of the weekend. Yeah, sure. that was great. I, and I was even, I mean, I was way up in the nosebleeds, but it was, it yeah. was still amazing. You just be under that roof. Mm-hmm. It's all good. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then I got a new tattoo, but I got that last week. I, I can't remember if I got it, what day I got it, but I got my new scarab tattoo. Oh, that's right. You, yeah. Who does the, uh, who did the work? It looks really good. Oh, I love the color. Yeah, her name's Jocelyn. She's at Old Republic Tattoo um, on Franklin, kind of right across the street from. Oh, I'm not. Well, it's the Hideaway Bars right there, and then they're kind of in that same area. Old time tattoo. Old Republic. Old Republic tattoo. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. That's in yep. Sacramento. Yep. Nice. Yeah. I go to uh, the studio in Roseville. My guy's name's Brandon. Oh, Brandon makes, makes it easy. Yeah, he never actually forget his name. He actually goes by Brando, which is kind of funny. Oh, okay. So we have a we have a funny little conversation of who has it first. He's older than me, so of oh. course you know he wins. But whatever, you know, you're yeah. you're more important. Well, in this case, in this circle, <laughs> sure. But he's a super cool dude. And we had we had some people asking about our tattoos. Oh, really? And uh, what kind we have, what they mean. Um, how long? How many tattoos do you have? Oh, I think 10. 10. Damn. I and 10. I know you have that one big back piece that if you're a fan of your Instagram page, you can see, right? And that picture that your sister took oh, of yeah, you. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Where it's the full back tattoo? Um, Is that just one? A majority of my back. Um, it's a So it's a Japanese crane, and it takes up pretty much my whole back. But on the top, my very, very first tattoo after my dad passed away was my parents' initials. And it's just kind of like a paisley design um, that's on the top of my back. So I would count those as two different tattoos. Mm-hmm. And then I have both. But you got them in one session, right? No, no, no. Okay, so they are two separate tattoos. Yeah. And then I have both my ribs done, both my biceps done. I have my R2 on my wrist. I have the scarab beetle on my forearm. I have the... Sac City Rollers, like, logo on the back of my calf. And then I have little stars on both my feet. Nice. Yeah. Uh, what What would you say was the most painful? Your ribs? Oh, God, yeah. Yeah. But a hundred times, yes. Yeah, I'm a little nervous about that one. I, I know I'm going to want to do a full sleeve that leads up to my chest. And mm-hmm. I, I'm a little nervous about the chest part. I, and I, I've I, I felt it near my elbow, which I've heard is Not awful good. yeah uh but my my arm tattoo gets pretty close to it so yeah like I, I could i could see why but i think the ribs and the chest are going to be the worst maybe not yeah. the chest so much because there's still there's a little bit of well, meat over there the bone, yeah yeah but that though man the, the ribs, rib cage yes fuck that it's fucking horrible um yeah, i remember after one time that i had a sitting for my flowers that are on my one side uh my body had been in so much pain by the time I got home and finally like lay down. I just felt like I was getting the flu because my mm. body had been fighting for so long. Yeah. You know, yeah. I totally felt sick, but it was just because I was trying to stay still when I'm in excruciating pain for three hours. Yeah. And you got it. You just got to bear it. And I've, I've been into the, in the shop watching 
various people from my wife or other people just kind of getting big, big jobs done. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember one guy just not being able to sit still, shaking, like convulsing in, in his chair, like not being able to sit still. Oh, my gosh. Because of the pain. But he's just like, I guess he was still enough for the for the guy to continue doing the work on him. But I mean. Just to be going through that much pain and your body is reacting that way, I, absolutely. I can see why your body would react that way where you'd feel sick and almost yeah, like you're going into seizures. Your body's of, like fighting yeah. the whole time. Yeah. But yeah. it's addicting. It is. I can't wait to go back. It's been way too long since I've been under the needle. Yeah. I Well, I kind of lucked out that I won a raffle prize um, for my... Oh, nice. Yeah. So it, it ended up working out. Um and it's the artist you normally go to. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, great. Yeah. yeah. So th- that worked out. But yeah, I, you know, I have all these different ideas for different tattoos, but I kind of am running out of real estate that I want to tattoo. I'm in the opposite boat. I'm oh. so picky that I will, I'll find designs. I have various ideas. Like the only reason I use a Pinterest mm-hmm. is for tattoo ideas. Oh, cool. So. Otherwise, I just think it's a bunch of garbage. But you know, mm-hmm. it's I can see why it's super useful mm-hmm. um, because visually, I'll, I could just scroll through and and, and type in you know geometry because I'm all about sacred geometry and geometrical shapes and all that stuff because mm-hmm. it's like basically put a microscope to everything. These shapes are in in everything you see. Yeah, everything. So it's like I kind of consider my left arm to be kind of like the the building blocks of of life and creation and all that kind of stuff. And my first tattoo is my mom's initials as well. So mm-hmm. I guess your coronation to getting tattoos is, is a dedication to your, your dead parents. Yeah. Um, at least for us, <laughs> for us. Yeah. Um, so I was thinking, and I, I was thinking about like the inspiration of, okay, well, since I'm going that route on my left arm, like it can be like the microcosm of, of life and, and all those building blocks and mm-hmm. everything that I was talking about. But the right arm would be like space, like the the grander scope of things. Oh, cool! So like it's the almost atom, like atom size visualizations of of life and, and and that kind of thing on my left arm. But on my right arm, it'll be all space related and uh, u- universal and bigger scope stuff. Yeah, that would be really cool. Yeah, kind of a cool contrast type of thing. I don't know. Yeah, I tossing that idea. Well, after I got my first tattoo, and I didn't get tattooed until I was twenty five ish yeah 25 and then um i kind of went crazy there for a while and like my back piece i wish i could erase and redo oh really yeah just because you have creative differences with it now yeah 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 but the good thing is is i never have to see it because it's on my back so i'm not very like (laughs) i don't really care yeah you only see it what in pictures or if you're really checking yourself out in the mirror so Uh, sometimes i even forget that i have a tattoo back there i bet i you know i i do forget that i have one i guess you know i always forget that i have one until i actually look down and yeah it's but when it's fresh i i do love getting fresh ink because of the the pain is is kind of satisfying afterwards. It's mm-hmm. almost like a rewarding pain. Like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, I did that. It's I all, did that cool thing. Yeah, it's almost like a sunburn. Like, oh yeah. And it, plus, the fresh ink always looks so good. I think the Hell first yeah. week or two after after some fresh ink, it's it's the most exciting. Even getting them touched up is is fun. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I want to go get it done. I think I'll do that during our break. Oh, there you go. I'll go crazy and just just get a bunch of ink done. That would be that would be a good time to do it. 
Yeah, hopefully my guy's in town. If not, I'm going to have to try to find a comparable guy. Now that I just name-dropped him, I doubt <laughs> I'll be able to get anybody. Well, to get, But he's good. Yeah. He's really good. You never know. Actually, he's not that good. I'm just kidding. He's really <laughs> not that good, but he is really that good. <laughs> well, hit him up and maybe he, even if he doesn't have any openings, he might be able to like fit you in on a cancellation or something. That dude's crazy. I've been, and I'm not going to talk about him too much here, but he, uh, I follow him on Facebook and he just, he's been traveling around following the Kings. He loves the Sacramento Kings. Oh, dang. And uh, he has been following them all around. He apparently has family in Chicago. Mm-hmm. It's funny, we have a lot in common. He loves food, he loves travel and all this. And and so every every time he posts something, I'm like, man, he's like doing the things that I would do. He's eating the food that I would mm-hmm. eat. So we relate on that level. But he's just following the Kings around all over the country, watching <laughs> watching Kings games and eating food. Yeah. Pretty exciting life of a tattoo artist. So what else What else had you been up to other than the, uh, the Foo Fighter concert? Because I feel like when we're at work, it's just a different, like the podcast is a way for me to be like, oh, what's Brandon up to? <laughs> yeah, I, you know, I, and we're kind of still getting ready for the holidays and stuff. And oh, yeah. I'm not quite sure what we're going to do. Um, but I think what we did on our off time was kind of just relax. I didn't, yeah. I really didn't do much other than the Foo Fighters show. Yeah. I'm trying to think if there was anything exciting going on, but no, no, um, just been relaxing. Yeah, I haven't even got my tree yet. What? Yeah, well, we were... We're recording this. It's December 5th. It's still a little early. Well, we were going to get it this last weekend with the... Because we had the older boys, so we had all the kids over this weekend, and we were going to get it. But then the teenager had... He had stuff he had planned on Saturday. He had planned, like, a Dungeon and Dragon play thing. You know, he was going to go over to his friend's house and spend the night, and they were going to play... some D&D. D&D. Sweet! Yeah. Sure. So he had he had that, and then the old man ended up working on Sunday. So then we couldn't do it on Sunday. So I guess we're going to do it this coming Sunday. Oh, nice! Because you know we go up and we cut the tree down and uh, all okay. that stuff. So, Where do you go? You're going to like up the Placerville area? Yeah, Apple Hill. There's oh, a yeah. um, there's one that I like the best, and it's called I want to say it's called like Robert's Tree Farm, but it's. You know, when you go into Apple Hill, there's a bunch of different uh, Christmas tree places that you can go that are kind of like right there. This one's kind of down up the road and around the corner. So it's kind of out of the way. But I want to say a tree's like 32 bucks or something like that. Damn, that's a steal. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely, but you mean when you consider, okay, well, you got to drive all the way up there. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. You know, but it's a whole thing for us. It's awesome. Yeah. But I'm, I'm hoping to uh, get in the Christmas spirit. Yeah, this weekend. I, I think once you start decorating and you you, you kind of force yourself to do it, then it's mm-hmm. a lot easier to get in the mood because we at, at our house, we were thinking no decorations, no tree, and just kind of be bah humbug this year. Mm-hmm. Um, but right after we decorated here at the studio, we thought, why not? You know, we're kind of already in the, the, the spirit. Once you start putting out the lights, then you start feeling it. And then you mm-hmm. start listening to the music. Then you really start to feel it. And then we put the tree up at our house and some other various decorations. And you, know, you can't can't not feel the holiday spirit once you start doing all that stuff. So yeah. hopefully you will feel that way. Yeah, well, it's like I got I got to clean up so much stuff before. I Like, I don't want to put the Christmas tree in the living room when the living room is jacked up. 
Yeah. You know, yeah, you got you a, like a bunch of laundry everywhere. So I got to take care of all that this weekend. Prep the, the house. Yeah. Get it all, get it all ready. And the, the little guy, he's like, we got to put Christmas lights up. But I got away with last year, just putting them around one of the windows. I had painted that snowman on the oh, window okay. and yeah. uh, then I put the lights around it. And he, he was telling me that I can't do that this year. Like he, he's telling you, don't half-ass it this year. Yeah. He was like, we need to hang lights up. And, and he's like, and not like we did last year. I'm like, oh, God damn it. <laughs> you, thought you, sl- you thought you got one by him by saying, oh, look, here's the lights. Yeah. But it wasn't enough for him. No. That's funny. Yeah, I, I've, I've been uh, actually getting ready for Reiki training. Oh, this sweet. Weekend. Yeah. I, are you? Did you see what I tagged you in recently on our Facebook the whole account thing? There's a uh, there was this last week a Reiki uh, circle for uh-huh. moms and kids. Oh motherfucker! Yeah, it was, I saw that you. I had been seeing that you. Maybe I just didn't. I don't know. I didn't because I I was see like you were liking certain. Um, events that were Reiki. But no, I, this this was I like directly put your name tags you in it. Like, oh damn it! You have to check this out. Um, I'm sure they're going to do another one. Okay, but it was like for sensitive kids. <gasps> and oh, we've need, talked about your Padawan yes. being sensitive and having these you know visions of past lives and and. Uh, the fact that you think that he has, you know, some sort of tap into this whole energy sphere and all of that. Yeah. This would have been perfect for God you. God damn it. I am such an asshole. Yep. Did I tell you? That's true. <laughs> I don't know if I told you or not. I know I told my trainer uh, the other day I had this crazy weird dream. And my kid had happened to come into the bed. It, you know, it was like two o'clock in the morning, but I woke up. Because uh, I was talking in my sleep and I woke myself up. And then he asked me, it woke him up, obviously. And he sat up in bed and he was like, Mom, do we get to come back as the same people? And I was like, ah, I don't know. This was in your dream that no, you said No, he this? told me that. He asked me that when I woke up from a oh, nightmare. Oh, Because okay. I was yelling in my sleep. Okay. And so when I woke up from a nightmare, he woke up. And then he asked me, do we get to come back as the same people? And I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> Just go to sleep. <laughs> I'm like, but, uh, but this is I, too creepy. Yeah, I'm like, I do know that we get to stay together, so that's why I just keep telling him. Yeah, but yeah, he is kind of tapped into that. Absolutely different. That stuff. well, you know, I, I really think you should maybe pay attention a little closer <laughs> next time I tag you in something. God damn it! I want a jerk. I totally <clears throat> didn't see that. I don't know why. But what's cool is you're going to know somebody directly now that could do this kind of stuff because after Saturday, it's like an all-day training course of how to exercise Reiki. And oh, that's cool. and it's it, I'll read the the little thing here, the description of the course, which might intrigue some people if they are if they don't know about it, but this is what I'm going to be getting myself into uh this weekend. Reiki is a spiritual healing art and its roots in Japanese origin. The word Reiki comes from the Japanese word Rei, which means universal life, and Ki, which means energy. Reiki is not affiliated with any particular religion or religious space or religious practice. 
Uh, it is a healing technique based on the principle that the therapist can channel energy in, into by means of touch to activate the natural healing process of the body and restore physical and emotional well-being. Reiki is similar to the Force in Star Wars. It's yeah. the universal energy by which all things are illuminated. See, I knew you'd get it. Yeah. I knew I'd get you with that. Uh-huh. Now that I've made a Star Wars reference, you're actually going to pay attention. <laughs> Shut up. We use, the, we use this energy to co-create our reality, and this healing energy offers us the ability to cho- uh, choose if we would like to stay in stagnant, stuck, negative energy or be willing to open up to the opportunities and abundance that are ever flowing in our direction. You will receive—this is what I'm going to get—you will receive Reiki atonements during this level, which will help to clear and prepare your energy to receive the healing energy. You will also practice to self uh, practice a self treatment and be given the opportunity to practice on others. Reiki is a gentle, mindful practice that allows us to come into greater unity and alignment with ourselves, and therefore the world around us. That's awesome. I have been. Uh, what's weird about all this is I've been feeling stagnant. Like I've been feeling like things just have not been going the way that I want them to. That. Like almost like everything around me is a facade, you know, and and, and this kind of I've just been pulled to this. Mm-hmm. And it was just uh, the day after I had like this revelation, like, fuck, what am I doing? Like, what is the point of all this? Mm-hmm. Like, why am I why am I even here? I get a message from from Sierra saying, hey, do this training mm-hmm. and, you know. It's a calling. I can't not do it. So yeah, I just, awesome. it's, yeah, I don't know. I'm more excited about it than, than anybody else. So. No, no, that's really great. Um, my, my trainer just went to Arizona and uh, got her atonement and she said it was amazing. And like the way she sees things Auras now. Yeah. It's did, like, she, did she go to Sonoma? Because it's huge in Sonoma. I don't know where she went, but she, I know she went to Arizona. Yeah, that there's a lot of positive spiritual energy because I actually went to Sonoma, not yeah, last Christmas break, just this last Christmas. So a year ago, um, we went to so- Sonoma, or is it Sedona? Sedona, thank you, uh-huh. Sedona, um, and it's got vortexes there of energy, mm-hmm. like there are more sensitive areas around the planet. And this happens to be one of them where there are certain locations in Sedona that have more uh, focus on the male energy or the female energy mm-hmm. or both. Um, but it's they're all centered around these these basically like rock formations. Oh, and cool. what's crazy about it is once you get closer to some of these, like we we, we didn't feel anything groundbreaking or um Nothing that shook us spiritually when we went, mm-hmm. um, but you do notice a difference in just kind of the way it feels and the way it looks because of the trees around, like in a desert, trees have just like tree looks. They don't, yeah. there's nothing really abnormal about them. Right. A lot, a lot of cactus, cacti, and, um, but these trees like almost like uh, warped and shaped and, and, and what twi- were twisted around oh, and crazy. it was really cool. I have tons of pictures of these things, but you know, you just look at Sedona and it's all over the place, but there is some truth to the whole sensitive areas and, mm-hmm. and all of that. And uh, I wouldn't be surprised if that's probably where your, your trainer went to get her 
training yeah. does. Yeah, yeah. She she came back. She actually just went uh, this last weekend and got the atonement. And when I saw her on Monday, she was like super excited, mind blown, yeah. and just ready to share it all. Yeah, I'm really excited. I think I think this is just something I need, and it's this is like an early Christmas present to myself because it's not fucking cheap. No, it's not. But it's yeah. good. It's it's so worth it. That's so amazing. Yeah. I'm excited I, for you. I am too, because it might open up a whole new avenue and mm-hmm. it will at least, maybe it'll help me help it. Maybe if I can get this out, <laughs> maybe it will help me better explain it to people like Rob who are so doubt, who are so, um, I wouldn't say doubtful about it, but close minded. Yeah. Or just non-believers mm-hmm. and i don't want to make it sound like it's any sort of religion because it's something that we all deal with and face every day and if there's any way that i can maybe get more understanding to be able to present it to people who aren't ready to experience it or just don't believe in it yeah maybe it might change their mind a little bit or at least you know coerce them into looking into it more yeah weren't you even saying like you had never it was just recently that you kind of opened your mind to all this stuff. Yeah, I think when I um, first started dating my wife was when she introduced me because I, I met the my current energy healer through my wife, mm-hmm. and it was actually her sister. So my sister in law now um, was going was best friends with this with this energy healer, and mm-hmm. I thought, oh, you know. I, I didn't believe it at the time, even still, and that was about five years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, I I just I was a doubter. I just thought, oh, it's mumbo jumbo. But I actually went and did it, and I think the reason why I did it was because my mom passed away, and I wanted mm-hmm. some sort of closure. And I mm-hmm. and I knew that she had done some past life regression work, and I thought, eh, why not? You know, mm-hmm. I felt like there were some things that I didn't get to say. Um, mm-hmm when she passed away because when the the last time that I talked to my mom was a week before she was hospitalized. That was like the last time that I had seen her. And I, I had, I have my, my other phone because I, I had since gotten a new phone, but I still have the last text message that she sent me and it was ingredients for a bean dip because I was going over to her house to, to, to have dinner. Mm-hmm. And she made this amazing bean dip with Velveeta cheese and ranch style beans, like total, uh, just it's totally bad for you, right? But so fucking good, and yeah. she made it the special way. And so she was just telling me to telling me the ingredients that she needed from the store in order mm-hmm. to pick up. That was the last text I got from her. Aww. Lie. That was the last text to her last text, and the last text was, "How are you doing? Oh, I'm a little sick, but I think I'm getting better." Mm-hmm. And then two days later, she's in the hospital, oh. um, and she was unconscious. Like mm-hmm. that's how she was found early on in the morning. Um, and so I never really got to talk to her while she was at the hospital and she was unconscious for almost a week. And the day she passed away, they were, they were trying to do this like last minute surgery on her. Mm-hmm. So, but they were going to wake her up. And before they, before she went in for this last ditch effort surgery on her, on her stomach. Mm-hmm. And, uh, she was aware but she had a tube in her throat, so she couldn't say anything. And oh. I just remember the last thing I I was saying to her, I was holding her hand and I said, I, I'm here. I'm here with you. I will, oh. I will always he- be here with you. Oh, Brandon, you're going to make me cry. And uh, that was the last time I had any interaction with her. Mm-hmm. And so when she came out of the 
surgery, she was unconscious again. And the doctors said, yeah, we're, we're not going to be able to do anything. Oh. So that with that being my last interaction, I thought there has to be a way because I do, I've, I've always believed in like some sort of afterlife and spiritual worlds, but I didn't know about like this whole energy thing just wasn't really registering for me. So mm-hmm. when I went and saw Sierra, my energy healer, she was, she, it was so crazy because as soon as I walked in there, she knew that I, there was something that she was following me, that, that mm-hmm. my mom was with me. And it's almost like, uh, when you get into the, it's almost like being in hypnotherapy almost, mm-hmm. but you're just, you're basically just closing your eyes and concentrating and letting go and breathing. It's a lot of like internal work. Mm-hmm. Um, but while the energy healer is doing her thing, she's basically acting as the medium. Mm-hmm. And she, before my mom even came about in, in this whole experience, the energy healer said, why don't I hear Patsy Klein? Like, mm. oh my God. And at, at that moment I knew. I knew right away because there was, there was no mention of like any, anything that my mom liked, any music, any food, any, any, anything like mm-hmm. she had no idea who I, this is our first time meeting. Yeah. And the first thing she hears is Patsy Klein, And that's one of my mom's favorite artists, Patsy Klein, And keep walking mm-hmm. after midnight. And that's the song that she was hearing. Mm-hmm. And that's like the song that my mom always listened to. Yeah. And it was just like, okay, this is real. This, mm-hmm. th- I'm, I'm sold. And um, there were certain things that my mom said to me that was a total dead giveaway. Like, I- I'm sorry, I-, I couldn't be there more for you type of thing. And mm-hmm. it gave me that opportunity like that, that I could have that final conversation. And not only was I able to have that final conversation, I was able to let her go. Mm-hmm. And part of that whole process was having my energy healer work with me to allow her energy to be spread, spread about the, the world, the, the universe, and, and not just be stuck around with me. And it, mm-hmm. it was like this weight had been lifted. I, I remember it almost looking like with my eyes closed, like, um, like a sunrise almost. Oh, okay. So it was almost like this warm yellow light just kind of finally spread out and it was a weight lifted. Um, and we were able to have that final closing conversation through this, through this means of energy work. And it was incredible. It changed my life forever. And it really did. And now that I've been practicing it a little bit more, I just can't get enough of it. Mm-hmm. And it really is a calling. Uh, if that's you can't exciting. tell, I'm kind of passionate. About yeah, it, no, so. that's really exciting. I, you know, I, I know I need to go and do that stuff too, but it's just, I haven't gotten around to it. It's really fascinating. And it's not just, not, not, it's not for everybody. And I Mm -hmm. think that when the time is right, the time is right. You just gotta, gotta be open to it. And if it works for you, it works for you. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just curious, you know, because of my parents that have passed away, I'm, I'm curious to see like, or to know, kind of what's going on with them. So I mean, cause I, I, I would like to let them go in a, in a sense too. So mm-hmm. it's not like a cloud. Over yeah. Me, it's know? liberating and it's not, it's not like you, 
If you feel like the the need that you have to have your parents around you still, they will be. It's not like there's we're disconnecting from them completely and forgetting them. You yeah, know? it's just a it's a good way of communicating and and getting things off your chest that you feel like needs to be done. And mm-hmm. but at least that's my experience. Yeah. And I think that if you lose a parent too soon, or anybody for that matter, mm-hmm. and if they're spiritually connected to you in some way that this is a great way of, of going about communicating. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'd love to do it. Well, uh, let's move on to some prod mail, shall we? Yes. And I was thinking that we could do this thing. Like we'll, we'll talk about whatever, like the main topic may be. And mm-hmm. this episode's kind of gone to the spirituality and all that stuff in our weekend with the Foo Fighters. But maybe at the end of each podcast, we do like a prod recap. Oh yeah. Or like a, cause, cause we're trying to keep up with all the emails that we keep getting for each episode and we can't get to them as quickly as we do with the normal show right. where it's every, every day. So um, maybe we'll dedicate like the last 10, 15 minutes of the broadcast to emails. Okay. How's that sound? That sounds fine. Great. Team meeting over. <laughs> yeah. All right. This one is from Christina. She says, hello, producers. Hello. hello. Loving the broadcast. I had a question regarding, regarding other prod- podcasts. Now, we did cover some of our favorite podcasts in the last episode. So in yes. episode five, if you go back, or episode six, six, if you go back to episode six, you'll hear all of our favorite podcasts. Um, but she has another suggestion that she wants to bring up. Okay. She says, I know Amanda enjoys my favorite murder. Yes. What other podcasts do you recommend? And have you listened to Generation Y? Yes. Okay. I think you'll enjoy that one, she says. And thank you. Mm-hmm. So what is Generation Y? Oh, what is Generation Y? It's just, it's another... Um, and it's Y spelled W-H-Y, y, correct? Yeah. Mm-hmm. They just go through um, different cases, different murder cases. They did, I know you don't like Nirvana, but Nirvana's my favorite band ever. So they did like a Kurt Cobain uh, episode where they went through just the case of everything. And then just different murderers and different stuff. I It's just a true crime prod podcast really. oh, okay yeah see you keep saying podcast for podcast now too yeah it's gonna catch on yeah so it's it's a true crime one okay um, and then another one that i listen to for true crime is called real crime profiles um it's jim Clem- jim clementi and he is a renowned uh fbi forensic profiler and he does um do you remember like was it last year? There was a show where they recreated the uh, Ramsey House, and then there was oh yeah yeah, and then there was like a British woman and a white guy, and um, they were going through all the evidence with all these experts. I don't remember. Okay, well, Jim <laughs> Jim Clementi and his uh, like counterpart that was in the New Scotland Yard, Laura, they do this this podcast. And, oh, okay. Um, Recently, I've been really, really into the West Memphis Three murder case. So I've been trying to find every podcast that I can on it. Remind me what the West Memphis Three are. Okay. So the West Memphis Three are three teenagers that were accused of killing and drowning and sexually assaulting these three little eight-year-old boys. Um. They went missing one day. Their parents couldn't find them. And then the next morning they were found uh, basically submerged in this ditch creek that was 
kind of behind their house. Kind so anyway, I don't. Yeah, it was, it's horrible. And there's two documentaries uh, that I watched. Uh, I can't remember their names. And but... I'm gonna go out on a limb. This was in Memphis. No, actually, West Memphis is in Arkansas. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> One of those southern podunk towns. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, um, so anyway, I just I've been trying to watch and get and listen to everything I can yeah. about this about this case. I don't know why it's just interesting to me. Have you watched any of the Netflix show Mind Hunters yet? Oh, I had watched the first episode. Did, so it didn't grab you. As much as like the true crime stories, because there are true crime stories sprinkled in with this show. No, yeah, and the Ed Gain character is amazing in yeah. that. In that, um, but I just wish it was more of them talking to the serial killers mm. than the drama around the the investigators. Yeah, and so I, I gotcha. think that's kind of why I didn't like it as much. But I also haven't really given it a full chance i'm i can see why you would feel that way it definitely centers more around the not just the the serial killers but the investigation process and the fbi learning these new tactics yeah and in order to by interviewing all of these uh serial killers it's giving them that insight to how to deal with them moving forward because it's said in the 1960s when serial killers were still kind of you know, coming up to prominence mm -hmm. and more frequently because, you know, before that it was like Jack the Ripper and, and things separated and serial, serial killing wasn't really coined until the sixties. Right. Yeah, I think so. That's because I think it got coined when they were making the, the profiling. Yeah. Like summer of Sam and son all of, Sam. Of, son of yeah. Sam, all of those, all of those types of killings who were happening around the same time. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah absolutely. Crazy. And what's what else was also crazy about that is when they're interviewing like uh the Ed Gaines mm -hmm. guy, he's saying, I'm not the only one. Yeah. And we've been doing this for a long time. Yes. Like, Jesus Christ. You guys have like your own social media well, back then. Yeah. You guys have your own gatherings. And yeah. damn, like that that shit was kind of shaky. Um so cool. All right. So a lot of true crime podcasts are what you're listening mm -hmm. to. Now. And there's also another one that I'm listening to right now called Heaven's Gate. It's about that cult. Because um, I love a good cult story. The one in L.A. where they yes. all have the tracksuits. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So there is a podcast just about that one. And it's really, I don't know. It's fucking creepy. Yeah. There was another documentary on Jonestown um, on Netflix quite a, quite a few years back I watched. And it mm -hmm. actually inspired a song <laughs> that I wrote <laughs> called Jonestown, which at the time, you know, I thought, yeah, this is kind of edgy and cool. But, you know. When you write a song about mass suicide, it's it's kind of depressing. Uh, um, yeah, but it was a fascinating story because I didn't, I had no idea the level and depths that people had gone to uh, be a part of that whole thing. And they what, like sold their all their fucking yeah. shit and then moved wherever that ranch was. Was it in southern southern South America? I mean, South America, yeah. Fucking crazy. Yeah, so crazy. Yeah, that guy, Jones, he, he did everything in his power to keep people under his thumb and mm -hmm. to believe, make people believe that he was the end-all, be-all. Man, all the way up to that punchline. Oh, shit. <laughs> they, um, they did have survivors, though, of that. Oh, really? Yeah, I think there's a couple. And Interesting. They I didn't know spoke that. Spoke out, yeah. I, I don't think everybody Oh, you know what? I, yeah, in that documentary, that's right. They didn't drink the punch, so obviously mm -hmm. they didn't die. Yeah. Uh, but 
Yeah, they're like the people that actually escaped and and mm-hmm. were lived to tell about it. I thought you meant yeah. like the people that had started that drank the drank the Kool Aid and then woke up. Oh no, like, no, no, right? No, no. Yeah, because everybody died. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was the survivors that, that escaped. Right. Mm-hmm. And I, that was a depressing, depressing documentary. But <laughs> good enough to inspire a inspire a song. <laughs> oh, that I well, there, there you go. Yeah. Got something out of it. All right, this next one comes from Maddie. This says, hi, Brandon and Amanda. Hello. Hello. My name is Matt. Hello, Matt. No. First off, I want to congratulate both of you on the success of your podcast. Is it really successful? I don't know. I mean, we're doing <laughs> I well. I have no way to gauge it. I don't know either. I mean, <laughs> it's not like up there with the with the Joe Rogans and the, the Norm McDonald's and all those other guys that are doing it. But I did look on iTunes uh, last night, and we're like a hundred and... 50 or something. Well, we're actually charting. <laughs> yeah, Sweet. 150. See, we're the 150th best podcast. Yeah. According of, to iTunes. Of the comedy category. Ooh, okay, cool. Um, and we had 49 reviews. Really? Are they all good? Or? Or, like, not reviews. We had 49 ratings. And then we have a couple of reviews. Yeah, they're all good. All right. But that's awesome. Yeah. But what are we rated at? Like it, five stars. It, really? Yeah. Holy shit. Thank you guys. Yeah. That's awesome. All right, Maddie continues to say, I must admit, I don't really listen to podcasts, but have fallen in love with the podcast. Aw, yeah. Thank you. I wasn't a big fan of podcasts either until I did the podcast. Oh, really? Well, that's not true because I did listen to the Joe Rogan podcast and Bill Burr's podcast, which, by the way, he's coming to town. Bill Burr. Yeah, yeah. In February. He's going to be in Reno. Can't Can't wait. Fucking wait. Uh, The last time I saw Bill Burr in Reno, I got so drunk because we went with our... Our, our buddy Mike up there. Oh, yeah. And he knows some guys that work there. Mm-hmm. And so we walked up to the, the bar and he knew, I don't remember his name, Manny, that's that's working behind the bar. Is it that British, old British guy? Nope. Nope. That's at a bar. That's another bar. But that's this was this bar. was at the venue. And oh, okay. so these were the guys that, you know, pour the drinks for the people at the, at the show. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, hey, what's up, buddy? And gives a proceeds to give us those giant souvenir cups and he poured a bottle of wine in each of mine and my wife's glass so oh, we had shit. an entire bottle of wine to ourselves nice and i don't remember this but apparently i heckled bill burr and no. in my right mind i would never do such a no, thing because no, no, no. he's like one of the most i don't know he's one of the best comedians in the business and yes. i would hate to have him rip me a new one on stage in front of all those people. Yeah. But apparently he didn't hear me, but I was loud enough that other people in the venue knew who was heckling and it was me. Oh, so Brandon. sorry if I ruined your show, <laughs> but it was Manny's fault for pouring me that whole bottle of wine. Goddamn Manny. Back to the email. Um, but, but, but I listen to the rad radio show every morning, enjoy Rob's point of view, but don't always agree with Don's. So I'm glad you both have your own soapbox now and even find myself switching over from the rad radio show to your broadcast. Well, thank you. Thank you. But you should wait to do that until after 10 a.m. Because we, you know, the ratings count when you listen. So Mm -hmm. just in case, if you're, uh, if you're dealing with the ratings company, listen to the show first and then the broadcast. Yeah. And make sure to subscribe and rate. And review the podcast. Yes. I love and appreciate how open you both are. The last episode was exceptionally good because you talked about the golden age of television we're lucky to live in. It's almost too many to keep up with. With your recommendation, Brando, I started Future Man on Hulu and fucking loved it. Have you watched Future Man yet? No. On Hulu? It's on my thing, but 
I was surprised. I was listening to the Nerdist mm-hmm. podcast interview with Seth Rogen, who apparently is a part of that Future Man show. Oh, I believe that. I believe Seth Rogen. Yeah. You said Seth Rogen, not yeah. Seth Green. Seth Rogen. Yeah. Seth Rogen's been producing a couple of different shows. Another one that's really good um, that you probably won't watch is yeah. called Preacher on AMC. And it's about, it's like kind of a comic book, graphic novel adaptation for TV. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, super nerds would know who Preacher is, but apparently he's like in the Marvel universe is a superhero Marvel, I think. And uh, he's got the power of the voice of God, basically, so he can like, oh. control people. Uh-huh. Um, and he rolls around with uh, with a vampire. And it's a really cool show because it's kind of backwoodsy. And, you, and it's another Seth Rogen joint. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, he's big into these production. He's big into producing right now. Yeah, so. I guess. I mean, the the way he was talking, he's like got his hands in a bunch of shit right now. Yeah. Just like totally good for him. Like very productive stoner. He's very talented, yes, and a very productive stoner. See, stoners can be productive. Yeah. Uh, He said, uh, go back to the email with Maddie. He says, with that being said, I would like to recommend a show you may have been misinformed about. You mentioned Black Mirror on Netflix, and this is one you haven't seen either. No, but I've heard good things about it. I know that there's something to do with, like, technology. Yeah, he says the description we gave was completely wrong. So, perfect. Now, maybe you can describe it better, Maddie. He says, each episode of Black Mirror is its own story, kind of like the Twilight Zone. Oh, okay. So no need to start and finish in the traditional way TV shows are normally done. I highly recommend starting with the third season, then finding your own way through. Thank you for taking the time to read this and keep up the great work. Uh, Also, P.S., Amanda, you're amazingly beautiful, and don't let the haters on Instagram get to you. Yeah. Thank you. Haters gonna hate. Yeah, that's true. Well, when you put yourself out there, everyone's a critic. Black Mirror is coming out uh, again with another season, I guess, this, the end of this month, end of December. So we're going to have to get caught up on all that after we get done getting caught up with all the other shit that we have. Yeah, see, like, I'm not even, I'm not even caught up with Shameless. Uh, I've been just kind of letting that one go. And I know they're on their new season, like their season eight right now. I mean, I just. It's too much. Yeah, it's too much. You got to be in the mood to watch certain shows, and there's just yeah, there's just too much to keep up on. Yeah. Um, but on in the same vein of TV shows, this email from Ian is going to kind of spiral me into another topic because I think you've seen this documentary that I want to talk to you about. <gasps> oh, okay. In a second. Ooh, I'm First, excited. the email is from Ian. Hi, Ian. Hey, Brandon and Amanda. Writing this as I am still listening to the current episode of the podcast, and I have uh, to say I have kind of spaced most of the first hour of the regular show because I was finishing my binge of The Punisher, and I thought it was awesome, and it was awesome. I I haven't finished it yet, but it's really good. I'm sure the whole thing's going to be really good, and I'm really looking forward to the next season. It actually made me want to rewatch Daredevil as well as uh, finish the the others in the Marvel Universe, but I did want to suggest another show on stars is Jim Carrey's I'm Dying Up Here. It's about stand-up comics in the 60s. Uh, The first three episodes are free online. I found out about this show because my friend is in it. Uh, She was also in Westworld as one of the many naked women, I think, in gold. Oh, Mm. I'm going to have to go back and watch that, see who that is. Mm -hmm. Uh, Side note, if you liked the Justice League, you should watch the XXX parody. No, I'm not going to watch any XXX parodies of TV shows. (laughs) Uh, much love for the show and the broadcast and waiting for the hour of clucking when you release the broadcast. Oh yeah. We oh. threatened to do a, 
a clucking hour with you yeah. and Don. Yes. Which we should we should still consider to do. Um I did hear about the Jim Carrey show, I'm Dying Up Here. It's just the show about comedians breaking out into the industry and their struggles and stuff, which is always fun to watch. But mm-hmm. that remind me reminded me of a Jim Carrey documentary that I saw on Netflix about uh that it was all about him being in character as Andy Kaufman. And I don't remember what it's called, Jim and Andy or something Jim like that. Jim and Andy, yep. And Jim Carrey gets in full character. Method acting. For the role of Andy Kaufman in the Man in the Moon movie. Mm-hmm. And it was not not to say that it was mind-opening to see like the process that he went through to become Andy Kaufman and how much everybody seemed to go, whoa, like this guy is Andy Kaufman. Well, even Danny DeVito was like, it's yeah. trippy. Even his family, even Andy Kaufman's family who would come out onto the set mm-hmm. would be like, you know, Jim Carrey in Andy Kaufman's character would walk up and say, hey, dad, hi, hi, mom, and actually have a conversation with them. Even his parents mm-hmm. were saying, wow, this, it's like we're having a conversation with Andy again. Mm-hmm. Um, so all of that kind of behind the scenes stuff was really fascinating. But the the way that they did it, where they actually interviewed Jim Carrey throughout the entirety of the documentary mm-hmm. and what Jim Carrey had to say was, was amazing. Like it was, it was beyond just the, the part about him playing Andy. Like it was beyond that. It was, it was yeah, like, he started talking about like existence and everything. Yeah, and yeah. it was so trippy. And I like, I was uh, telling my old man, like I never really, cause when I watched that documentary, I was just, totally amped on it and uh i never really i I was just indifferent to jim carrey i know he's been in some good movies that i remember you know dumb and dumber the mask those are classics Mm -hmm. and um but i wasn't really i didn't really care so much about him he's just another hollywood actor that just had some funny movies right yeah but then watching that documentary i'm like oh my goodness he is amazing he's so amazing just the way he looks at life and like how he's kind of done his like manifest destiny type of thing and yeah he's very inspiring especially since he does have that kind of the secret mentality mm-hmm. when it's like you know you visualize something and you put it out there and you receive it which is there's a lot of validity to but the dude is super talented and a super nice guy and he just seems like one of the most genuine human beings you would ever meet and with his life experiences that he's gone through especially more recently with the, this whole trial of his ex-girlfriend who commits suicide and and him being put on trial for, you know, contributing to right. his her suicide by giving her drugs and all this. Mm-hmm. Like, we don't know all the story. We don't know all the details. Everybody's flawed in some way, mm-hmm. including this ex-girlfriend that, that ultimately killed herself. We can't necessarily say that it's Jim Carrey's fault, but the no. dude is going through that right now amongst all the other things that he's going through. And he still just seems like he, he he's still figuring it out, but he feels like, I don't know. You'd have to watch the documentary and make your own, come to your own conclusions, but it just seems like this guy has got his finger on the pulse of something really important. Oh yeah. And um, I, I wonder if a lot of that has to do with the fact that he just filmed this movie where I think he's playing the guy who came, uh, who developed LSD or something and he he ultimately went on his own drug journey where he took himself out into the wilderness and just took a bunch of drugs and just 
<laughs> went balls to the wall. Oh, this, this spiritual journey. And I think when somebody does something like that, you definitely come back a changed person. Oh, yes. Uh, but the fact that he has all this stuff in retrospect that he can look at and go, this is how I got to where I am today. And at the end of the documentary, he kind of comes to this conclusion where we're just sitting on this spinning rock mm -hmm. and, you know, what we do on this earth really does not matter. And we're all connected. We are all one, one being. And this, this flesh bag that we're inhabiting right now is just flying around on this little rock in space. Yeah. And it just does not mean a thing. And you just kind of, you just kind of got to be good with what you got learn the lessons that you have to learn and move on to the next lesson. And yeah, I just thought that documentary was fucking amazing. Yeah, I did too. I, I was totally amped after I watched yeah. that. Um, there, I read online that there's supposed to be another one of these kinds of movies where he did method acting for becoming the Grinch. Oh yeah, that I saw that. There's going to be another Netflix, yeah, documentary like that. I, well, I don't know, but they, they, I don't know where it's going to be. I am hoping it's on Netflix. I, and but I was I'm, reading something about it, and I'm like, oh well, I have to watch that because I'm sure it's going to be great. Yeah, I mean, I, really, anything Jim Carrey does, and I've always been a huge fan of Jim Carrey. Um, but even like his more serious stuff, I've always really liked it. Like since the Truman show and another great Jim Carrey movie, which kind of tugs at the heartstrings. If you're going through any type of relationship stuff, the, uh, eternal sunshine of a spotless mind. Yes. <laughs> One of the best movies ever made. Yeah. But super depressing at the oh, same time. Absolutely. Um, but the ending's good. Yeah. The ending's promising. Yes. It kind of gives you a little more, you know, uplifting, whatever that is. I don't know. Words I'm trying to I remember when the Truman Show came out and I watched it. I, it tripped me the fuck out. I'm yeah. like, ah! make make you kind of think, uh, is this real life? <laughs> yeah. You start looking in your bathroom mirror, like, is there a camera in there? Yeah. I you, I still kind of have those moments where I think I'm being watched. Yeah, I really do. But yeah. I, you know, now we are with our cell phones and the cameras oh, just yeah. pointed at you all day as you're looking at your phone. You know, NSA is looking at you. Hello, NSA. Well, did you see the Hello. news article that um, came out? Well, I saw it yesterday. I don't know when it came out, but there's been a bunch of um, Airbnbs that are being busted because the owners are filming people because it's like exclusively written. Filming them have sex and stuff or just filming hidden them cameras, in general? Hidden, hidden cameras up in the house. Oh, but see, this could just be those security systems that most people have set up in their houses. No, no. No, no. No, no. They're actually setting they're this up for Airbnb. They're putting them in behind like what what would look like a smoke detector. Okay. And then there's another one that they found. Um, what was it? it? was a motion detector, but it was the only motion detector in the house and it was in the bedroom. Oh my gosh. Um, and I guess when you have an Airbnb, if you are going to, you can have your security system. Of course you can have that, but they can't be in the bathroom and they can't be in the bedroom. That makes sense. And then if you have cameras in the rest of your house, you have to inform your guests that they are being filmed. Okay. And so these, these ones that have been being busted, they just have cameras straight up in the bedroom and they're straight not telling up in the anybody. Bedroom. Wow. Yeah. So I'm like, fuck. Well, if I ever stay in an Airbnb or, you know, there's all those different kinds of home away and all those different things. I'm I'm going to be looking. Yeah. I wonder how they I wonder how you I, I guess, you know, I have to I have to be a homeowner or a condo owner to, to know this. But how do they regulate that when you're signing up? Do they have somebody come and inspect your house? Do you know? I like have when no you idea. sign up, I could ask my stepmom to be a host. I could ask ask my stepmom because she has a 
a house in Oklahoma that she, on the link that she does that. But I don't know. I, I'm sure you have to do some sort of something. Yeah, because like when you're a Lyft driver, you meet up with another Lyft driver that's like certified to write you off as a Lyft driver. They inspect your car, make sure it's clean. Mm-hmm. They do the background check and that kind of thing. So I'd imagine they'd have to have some sort of representative in your area come out and check out your place and make sure that it's up to snuff. Because you can't just send pictures into HomeAway or Airbnb and be like, yeah, rent my house yeah, for me. Yeah, my house. Yeah, nothing, nothing creepy going on in here. <laughs> yeah. That's interesting. Oh, I can't wait for vacation. Oh, I need a vacation. <laughs> I want to go somewhere tropical. For Christmas? Yeah, I think so. I'm not sure yet. Have you not, You haven't planned to go? No, we're, we're looking at places like Fiji or Belize. I think the South Pacific is kind of where we're eyeballing right now. I'm not sure. You're just going to do it on that short of notice? I don't know. No, no, not for Christmas. Oh. No, for Christmas, we're going to stay in town, I think. We're just not, we're, I think the farthest we'll go is like Tahoe and San Francisco and yeah. just get out of Dodge. But um, yeah, I don't think we're going to go anywhere tropical until the spring. Okay, because I was like, shit, that's going to be so expensive. You're planning something yeah. so last minute. Would not. Yeah, that would not be feasible. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm I'm just thinking about home away because that's where I normally go. Yeah. You know, home, home away or Airbnb because... The, if you can if you can work it out where you find a spot that's really cool and you can just kind of I'm not trying to bash Airbnb or Home Away they're great services mm-hmm. use them many times but sometimes you can make that connection with the homeowner through those websites mm-hmm. so you don't have to deal with the third party thing mm. so you stay with the guy at their house or you stay at this guy's house for a weekend and they you know. You have to you have to make some sort of contact with them to get the key, mm-hmm. and you get a rapport with them. Then you don't have to go through that third party website to go oh. stay at their place again. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but it's also good because then you can like get a get a, another deal or something. You mm-hmm. know, you have to pay less because you don't have to pay the third party website fees. Mm-hmm. Um, just thinking about it makes me like, oh, you just go to go to the beach or yeah, I don't know. I just want to. I don't mind if I'm getting filmed. I don't mind if you have a camera in the corner in the bedroom. Go ahead. Yeah, I mean, I don't mind putting on a show. Yeah, just make sure I get a copy. I know. So I can watch it. Next year, I want to, I really want to go back up to Alaska because it's so beautiful Mm, up there. Yeah. And they moved to Ketchikan. My friends that live up there, so they moved from one island to another. I really want to go up there and I fucking want to go to goddamn hawaii i've yeah. never been to hawaii i we're we're planning on next time we go we're gonna go to maui since we've mm-hmm. been to Kauai twice mm-hmm. um we definitely want to try the other islands out even the the more touristy ones just to mm-hmm. see what it's like yeah because uh, it's fucking hawaii mm-hmm. um when you went to alaska last time mm-hmm. was it during the time when it was dark all the time or when it was light all the time light all the time so even in the middle of the night it was still like it looked like Daytime. dusk. Yeah, it was <coughs> fucking crazy. It was crazy because um, the I think it was the first night we got there. Maybe it was the second night I was there. Um, I went out to the bars with my friend, and we were walking out of the bar at you know midnight, and it looks like fucking dusk. That's it's awesome. so crazy. And then they had they um they had like those blackout shades in the bedroom because mm-hmm. otherwise. It would just be light all the time. Would you like to go back 
the the opposite. So when it's dark all the time, would no, you would rather be there so. with a flight? Yeah, I think I'd rather because I want to say it's dark like in winter time. Oh, okay. I would rather go up there in like the spring or summer. Oh yeah, it's yeah. not as treacherous. Yeah, yeah, you can actually walk from A to B and not mm-hmm. blow away in a blizzard. Yeah, or freeze well, where, to death. <laughs> where they live, it's more like Seattle climate, so it just oh, okay. rains all the fucking time. Oh, okay. I don't know that they. I'm, do they get snow? I don't know. I don't think they do. Hmm. Where they were at. I do want to go to Alaska. That would be awesome. It's beautiful. I was looking even, um, my son, he's a victim of marketing. Uh, there's a Aren't we all? Yeah. He's, uh, there's a commercial for the Disney cruises or whatever. Ooh, yeah. And he was trying to talk me into it. He's like, on our next vacation, we need to go on a Disney cruise, Mom. And they have, um, they have stuff for adults, and you can go... You can drop me off at the the day center thing for kids. Well, right. And he's so trying to talk me into it. But I, so, of course, what do I do? I look into it. It's They are fucking expensive. But they go to Alaska. I was like, oh, that might not be so bad. Disney because, Cruise? Yeah, Disney Alaska. Cruise to Alaska. That would be cool. Yeah, I would do the ones. They have their own, like, little tropical island. Disney does where they, like port or whatever right um but you gotta fly to i think florida or something mm-hmm. so first you fly to florida and then you you go it gets expensive yeah it does especially cruises i don't know i don't know if i trust cruises enough to go on one well i might do one once in my life but i've heard too many horror stories i have too but the only thing that i know is that anything that disney does is amazing as far as like their hotels and food and all that kind of stuff if you're ever going to choose one disney would probably be one of the best yeah yeah absolutely so we'll see i don't know cool next year gonna be hopefully i'll be able to do a little bit of traveling next year that'd be good i think everybody needs to travel fuck yeah yeah get out of your normal routine and see some new things meet new people and eat Manja, all the good food. Like that's the only reason I travel is eat. Yeah, I love food. I had this thing that I wanted to do, and I still will do it because now. So, when I went to Alaska, I had Alaskan king crab legs. Well, when in Alaska, yeah. So I feel like I want to do a trip where, you know, if you go to Philadelphia, you're gonna have a Philly cheesesteak. Gotta or gotta have it. Yeah. So just going to the different towns and then or cities or whatever and then eating what it is that they're yeah known for you definitely gotta look for local cuisine and that's one thing that i have made almost a tradition you you find Mm -hmm. local food and you you try whatever that is Mm -hmm. the musabi or whatever the spam musabi at Mm -hmm. uh in hawaii is one of them Mm -hmm. um the philly cheesesteak great example you Mm -hmm. go to new york you gotta get new york style pizza yeah um but like, I always try to make it a tradition. You you do street food, mm-hmm. you do a nice dinner out, and you find a local greasy spoon. Because you want to have, like, a really good breakfast. And then you want to be able to have that nice experience out where you go out to dinner and you get the full service from dinner to dessert. Mm-hmm. And then the, the – but the local cuisine, it, it, you got to have it. It's just a landmark. Yeah. You, you staple part of your trip. Yeah, I, it's funny how much – when when I am going somewhere, how much of my trip is planned around? Where am I going to eat? What's mm-hmm. around? What's mm-hmm. good? And I use uh, Yelp a lot to, yeah. to find places. I try to do the Yelp thing. 
especially if you know where you're going in a couple of weeks to mm-hmm. build up. I, I I'll I'll actually save a couple of restaurants through Yelp. Mm-hmm. Um, that's one of the best things to use. Um, I I hardly ever read the reviews though. No, me either. I'll look at I the look stars, at the pictures. pictures, stars, menu. Yeah, and you know if it's if it's one of those places that looks good, I'll take a sample out of the reviews. But I nine times out of ten, I'll completely ignore those because you're not a food critic if you write on Yelp. You're yeah, not no. you're not a restaurant critic. You're not an expert. You know, if I'm going to look for reviews on a restaurant, I'm actually going to seek out real reviews, mm-hmm. not fucking Yelp. Yeah. When I went to San Francisco this last time, um, I found this place called Eggs, well, no, Friends with Benedicts. Mm. And so it was like an Eggs Benedict pop-up breakfast brunch joint. Nice. It was so good. And I found it on Yelp. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I can't wait to travel. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if you have any uh, comments or questions or if you want to weigh in on anything we talked about in our podcast today or any other podcast for that matter, if you just want to write us and say hello and tell us how great we are, <laughs> you can do so at rad at radradio.com. Until next week, so long, fuckers. Bye.